On today's Locked On Texan, when and where will Christian Harris play for the Houston Texans? Plus, we get into some roster moves. But first, we're back talking Texan. Let's get the show started off right. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Johnson Sports Guy Hickman, joined by Cody Davis, here to talk Texans on this Taco Tuesday. <laughs> and we got a lot of roster moves going on. Well, not a lot, but we do have a roster move to discuss. The Houston Texans did sign former Arizona Cardinal tight end Darrell Daniels. Right now, the Houston Texans have on their roster Brevin Jordan, Farrell Brown, Tegan Quintoriano, and Anthony Auclair. And for the Houston Texans, uh, we look at this signing as a player that they will add to the 90-man roster. Just a little background information on Daniels. 6'3", 250 pounds, played in 40 games for the Cardinals between the year 2018 to 2021, started in 13 of those 40 games, caught 10 passes for 96 yards and one touchdown, was originally drafted by the Indianapolis Colts, came out of college at Washington, played for the Huskies there his senior year, caught over 700 yards and uh, six touchdowns. And so the Houston Texans are adding to their tight end group, 90-man roster. This isn't a, a move that makes the Houston Texans better or worse. Doesn't move the needle. Hmm. He may not even make the roster, but right now Houston is carrying five tight ends on their roster. They waived Jimmy Moreland, officially announced on Monday, to help make room for this signing. How many is enough in terms of tight end? Remember, this was the same conversation we had last year. Mm -hmm. We're going to spin the block a little bit, bring it back up. Cody, what's going on with the tight end position now with the signing of Darrell Daniels? It's funny that you mentioned last year because in terms of when we were trying to break down who could be a possible shooting at that position, I was like, Farrell Brown should be the number one guy come week one. He was the number one guy, however – Times have changed for Pharaoh Brown, and I think he might be the lone man out in terms of players at this position. And look, John, to answer your question, I think this tight end position is going to be secretly the most competitive position in terms of how the Houston Texans are going to revamp that position and get down to the 53-man roster come week one of the 2022 season. And I say that because when you take a look at the, the names that you just listed, the one guy I would consider a shoe win is, of course, Brevin Jordan. This is a guy drafted last year, got a lot of snaps during the second half of last season, has established himself as, as one of the young foundational pieces that the Houston Texans can use. I talk about it here almost every single day here on Locked On Texans about giving Davis Mills a lot of weapons. Those two guys have great chemistry. There's no way the Houston Texans cut, release, trade Brevin Jordan before the start of the 2022 season. However, John, with the signing of Darrell, you look at it, 
it's going to come down between him and Farrell Brown, in my opinion. And I'm looking at this from a standpoint of who is going to be the better blocker. And that is going to be real crucial for Farrell Brown because, look, John, how many times on this podcast you and I came and talked about how Farrell Brown is at his best when he is being used in a pass-catching game versus being used as a tight end as a blocker? We talked about that here a lot on this show. And when I take a look at Daryl, you are looking at a guy who actually excels in pass blocking versus a guy in Farrell Brown. Mm, at times, it could be suspect. Plus, Farrell Brown, like I just mentioned, he is a guy who excels in as a pass catcher. But with Brevin Jordan taking the reins, I don't really think he's going to get too many of those snaps. So this is going to be a real, a very competitive position. By the way, Anthony Eclair, this is guy, he is by far their best blocker, whether that's in a run, whether that's in a pass blocker. He is by far their best blocking tight end. So he is a shoe-in as well. But, John, when I take a look at this list, even though I was a huge fan of Farrell Brown when we first signed him, going in, you know, midway through the 2020 season, you know, 2021, he struggled. I had an opportunity to see him a couple weeks ago doing voluntary workouts. He did lose a lot of weight. He looked really good on the field. But, you know, it's one of them situations where Nick Casario might look up and say, hey, you was a guy who was brought in prior to my arrival. You gave us, you know, a, a little bit of on-field production last year, but I think it's time that we go our separate ways. And I think for Houston, what they're doing right now is trying to find our guys that, excuse me, with my uh, camera situation here, but they're trying to find guys that fit with the culture. And I think for Houston, they're all about right now the small details. And so you look at them signing a Daniels, they have Quintoriano, they have Farrell Brown, they have Claire. they also have Brevin Jordan. Who is the inline tight end? Who's the wide tight end for them? Who's going to be the tight end that you can trust, is going to get in those trenches, make plays in terms of being a blocker, right? So maybe that's another reason why they looked at that position is let's make sure we are evaluating that, excuse me, uh, we're evaluating that thoroughly. Um, again, you mentioned that Eclair is a better blocker of the five tight ends now on the roster. Mm. And I can agree with that. And so the question is, are they looking for a tight end, a tight end three that can be serviceable to kind of do a combination of both things? Or again, is this just a number move to kind of build competition and figure out who's going to get cut when a 53-man roster comes out? We know that Brevin Jordan will be that shiftier slaughter receiver type of tight end you know uh the dude played in miami may got some jimmy graham in him we'll see that <laughs> when the season turns around but uh i think that they are looking at competition for more inline blockers at a cheaper price and so not a bad move it's not like i said it's not a move that's going to move the needle up or down it's just a move and for houston uh, they are all about competition. I think this was a very competitive move to make. Yeah, and I do want to mention this before moving on. Um, Seth Green, the undrafted free agent that they signed following the draft um, from University of Houston, he is also in the mix. But the reason why I ain't talk about him, I do not expect for him to compete for one of these top-tier tight end positions. I'm under the impression that this is going to be one of the guys that they are going to use on the practice squad. 
Right. Or may get some special teams play, excuse me, depending on how things turn out. I do want to mention that his senior year, he did not have over 700 passing yards. What I meant to say was by the time his senior year ended, his total career at Washington was 723 passing yards, uh, along with those five touchdowns in terms of uh, what Daniels was able to do at the collegiate level. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need for your car. So why are we enduring often some pointless, intimidating, questioning, boring conversation, all of that mess that we can avoid, especially when we have to wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands their warehouse happens to carry. You got computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket every day. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and you can save 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership with Rock Auto. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on Texas in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. One thing about Rock Auto is amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Locked On Texans. John, a couple weeks ago, I came on this podcast excited. Day two of the NFL draft. I came on here just full of excitement, calling John Mechie the biggest steal for the Houston Texans. By the way, this is a guy. If it wasn't for his ACL tear, he would have been a day one prospect taken off the board. However, listeners, viewers, John, give me a call. We trying to, you know, decide what we're going to talk about on this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. And he goes, you know what, Cody? I believe that Christian Harris is actually the biggest steal that the Houston Texans possibility. Number one. When we look at the Texans linebacking group, Kamu Gugier-Hill, Christian Kirksey, they signed uh, Maven, Maven Reeves, Garrett Wallow is a part of that group. Uh, they, I, I think this is a group that is very, uh, not going to say underrated, I think this is a solid group. There is no standout linebacker. There isn't one linebacker in, in, in this group right now that is freakishly athletic, that has the speed that can do multiple things on the football field like Christian Harris can possibly do for the Houston Texans, which which we saw, excuse me, for the Alabama, uh, the road tie for Alabama. One thing that I like about Christian Harris is his play recognition. Now, when I was doing some film study, I was able to see him dissect plays quickly on the fly, whether he needed to crash downhill or whether he needed to stay back, drop back into coverage, he has that speed to do so. Speaking of speed, 4-4, linebacker. Hmm. That's something to get excited for. He has the ability to drop back in coverage and cover those tight ends and slot receivers. 
that is something that for Houston, the last big drafted linebacker that we had in Zach Cunningham, that was a worry in uh, uh, an area of his game that we did not see him improve on throughout his career with the Houston Texans and maybe with the Tennessee Titans, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, he does a very good job of gap controlling. If he got to go through the A-gap, he goes through the A-gap. Doesn't really uh, – does a very good job of avoiding bad gap assignments. When he attacks blockers, which that's an area of concern I'll get to, whenever he does attack those bigger blockers, he just isn't going in soft. He gets square with the shoulders, and he attacks them low with his hands extended. So he can go and move around and get your big ass out the way a little bit, right? I like that out of Christian Harris. He's very athletic. He's athletic enough to make a play from sideline to sideline. Uh, he has very athletic enough to make a play from the opposite side of the field as a linebacker. I want you guys are going to look at that Cincinnati playoff game uh, where he came on that stunt with Will Anderson and got the sack on that play. And he also has very good, I would say, great hip control as a linebacker. Very shifty with his hips. I like that. So, you know, some of his best attributes, ladies and gentlemen, he's very speedy. He's, he's like a 4-3, play safety, uh, play cornerback and receiver in high school. Uh, he blitzes very good, which may be one of his biggest attributes. His ability to cover is amazing uh, coming, out of line, coming out of Alabama as a middle linebacker in his gap discipline. My biggest concern for – Harris is his size, and uh, sometimes he can get eaten up by bigger, uh, bigger bl blockers. And so that's a, when he's six one, six foot six one, around that age, around that um, height. That's going to happen naturally, which brings me to the conversation of, well, if he's going to be a steal for Houston, where can they utilize him on the field to get the best out of him? Will it be the Mike linebacker? Will it be the Sam linebacker? Will it be the Will linebacker? We just talked about the tight end group, and I think that when you look at what he can do in terms of being a cover backer and also how quick and fast he is, his ability to rush the passer, rush the quarterback as a pass blitzer at times, I think the Houston Texans will eventually see him play some wheel linebacker. Last year, when Zach Cunningham left, was was Wade, not left, he when they moved on from him due to his behavior. Uh, Neville Hewitt stepped in. I think he had a very solid year for Houston. 60 tackles on last year. This season, we know Christian Kirksey is going to be playing that Mike linebacker. Will Kamu Gugier Hill play Will? Or will he be as strong? Will he play that Sam? And will Maven Reeves play that Will? I don't think Christian Harris is going to be a day one starter. I think that Houston is going to work him in because he's not a natural linebacker. Again, He's only been playing linebacker for the past four years. He played uh, cornerback, kick return, punt return, and wide receiver in high school. And by the way, coming out of Baton Rouge, Cody, you helped me with this. <laughs> How the hell didn't LSU get grab this guy? <laughs> How? Like, he's right in your backyard, literally. He's there. He's in Baton Rouge. He's I'm like, how do you not grab him? Nick Saban being Nick Saban, we got him, and, you know, he, he is who he is. 75-plus tackles in the past two years at college. But, guys, I really do like the fact that this is a this is a tight end that – I mean, a, a linebacker that 
if we're dropping him back on a tight end, if it's man coverage on a tight end, even if it's man coverage on some of these slot receivers with his 4-4 speed and his ability to kind of drop back and use his cornerback instincts, that's something to get excited about. And, again, he rushes when he blitzes the quarterback. He rushes very well. He attacks the hole, and he's very handsy. Yeah, I, I think that Mechie out of Bama, we're talking about two Bama boys, he's going to be great for Houston because Houston needs a receiver like him. When Houston drafted Christian Harris, a lot of people were thinking to themselves, especially with some of the picks that may have been available, are we too early drafting a linebacker when there was other needs that Houston could have addressed? And remember, I talked about Houston bringing in a linebacker throughout the draft process. I thought this was an area of need for Houston. So when he was drafted, it took me a while to really just go back and do more study on him. I remember what he did in the national championship game and flash it throughout the year. But this may possibly be the biggest deal for Houston this past draft. I, I get that, John, but my only two issues with Harris. One, yes, I do agree that drafting Harris was I'm not gonna call it a mistake, but it it was it was too early in my opinion, especially considering that so many of us and we talked about this last week. So many of us wanted to see the Houston Texans address address the DN position during the draft, and I think they actually could have used that pick that they used on Harris to address that need, but they didn't. But you know it is what it is. But two and most importantly, a lot of these rookies, a lot of these draftees that we saw the Houston Texans get, Stingley, Pierce, um, Mechie, whenever he's available to go out there on the field once he gets cleared, they have so many guys who are capable of being day one starters or at least at, at some point throughout the season are going to play an important role for the Houston Texans. In terms of Harris, I'm not too sure if we're going to if he's going to have that opportunity this year because, look, you just mentioned, if he plays Will – that's Kamu Grugier Hill. If you place the mic, that's Kristen Kersey. And those two are the 1A and, and 2A linebackers for the Houston Texans as of right now. Now, I get it. Things could change. Maybe Hill and Kersey's production can decline just a little bit, or maybe injury take place, knock on wood. Don't really want that to happen or whatever the case might be. And by the way, these are two guys who are still on prove-it deals because both of them re-signed with the Houston Texans on one-year deal. I, I, I say all that just to say I'm not doubting Harris' ability. I do think whenever he gets an opportunity to go out there on the football field, showcase what he can do, I think he's going to be really good for the Houston Texans. However, just thinking that, they didn't address that D in position during the draft. Still irked by nerves, just a tad bit. But at the same time, maybe Nick Casario, Lovey Smith has a bigger plan for Harris where they can get the best out of him. Well, I will like to say this in terms of when and when not we'll see him play, right? Like when, where, the whole opening of the show. Again, I don't think he will be a day one starter. Mm -hmm. because he's not a natural linebacker and with his size being six, six, one, six, two around that with cleats on Houston is going to use him in a, in a lot of sub packages. I think uh, third and long, let's put Harris out there. Let's see what the young fella can do. Put him up one-on-one -on -one against a tight end while we were able to kind of maybe do some man coverage blitz. They do have Jalen Petrie. 
So they may want to bring him down and, and use him to spot a quarterback or attack a blitz quarterback or whatever. Or maybe a, a second and eight and you want to create a better passing situation. Well, let's put Harris out on the field. Hey, you know what? Use your speed, athleticism to win one-on-one. Just go out there and try to get after the quarterback, knock him off, get some pressures, get a sack, make our job easier. And so what I believe is going to happen is with Lovey Smith being the defensive mind that he is, He's going to make sure that when this situation times, going to scan. I think Harris checks off what we want to do right here in, in this down, on this down with this many yards to go. Let's put him out there and let's capitalize on all of his strengths. So let's see some flashes first. Let's see all of the good things, and then we'll work him along the way for him to get better. Bill Barr is back with another amazing flavor for the summertime with the brownie batter puffs. Tell you right now, you guys definitely need to get in this. If you like me and love brownies or like the brownie batter when you're done eating and fixing the brownie up and your grandma pushes that to the side, you kind of use your finger to go ahead and dip it a little bit. You know what I'm talking about. That's what Bill Bar got right now. Just kind of like that old feeling with your grandma with 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 7 grams of sugar. The brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day, especially this summer. All Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. Y'all know that. So that means with this Built Bar, you can eat healthy and you can enjoy doing what you're eating. Best of both worlds, right? The Brownie Batter Puffs will have you completely forgetting that you're eating a protein bar. No need to pinch yourself. This is real life. So go to Built.com, use promo code Lock 15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equate a break in the action. So now, so go ahead and follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. You guys may know that every year, of course, you know, you're football fans. Hmm. Every year, HBO chooses a team at random, and they put them on hard knocks. This year, it will be the Arizona Cardinals. They will be the featured team. And, of course, you guys know why we're bringing the Cardinals up. Because (laughs) the Cardinals features J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins. And this year's hard knocks, it's going to be surrounded around quarterback mess, IG posts getting deleted, all kind of craziness, suspensions, retirement. It's like they can't escape it. <laughs> which, which is very interesting. In a, and, you know, us here on Locked On Texans, John, we, we're probably going to have to watch this because at some point, I'm pretty sure D-Hop and J.J. Watt are going to have to address what went wrong in Houston. Especially considering that... I don't think so. They're going to have to because oh, neither one of them, especially... Expect, no, 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 no. At some point, they're going to have to because they never really went into detail on why they wanted out. Um, Especially 
the blindside trade that caught everybody off guard, DeAndre Hopkins. And I think a lot of people, especially here in the city of Houston, a lot of people need closure. Like, we all have accepted the fact that D-Hop was traded for, I don't even want to call it a, a bag of chips because sometimes chips be like damn good and that trade was nowhere near damn good, but D-Hop was traded for nothing. And I do mean nothing. And I think a lot of fans, they still want and need closure in order to fully move on. Now, as for the J.J. Watt side of things, I mean, yeah, this is a guy who was the foundation of this team for almost a decade. But at the same time, people still would like to know, how did we get to this point? Because even though a lot of us, especially you and I, especially you and I, have accepted the rebuilding process and we are excited especially given the direction of the organization not how they got there you know we, that's another topic for another day but the houston texans are now looking a lot more promising but it's still mom it still blows my mind that as we sit here on may 24th 2022 we are still in a rebuilding process that it should not be and by the way, speaking of HBO, later on tonight, <laughs> Real Sports with Brian Gumbel is going to interview a handful of Deshaun Watson's accuser, which means I know, ladies and gentlemen, if not tomorrow, Thursday installment, we're going to have to talk about your boy Deshaun Watson again. <laughs> your boy. You know, we love throwing your boy when it ain't your boy. <sighs> But uh, hey, if you need a closure, hit my girl up, Sydney Edwards, for a new wig. Because why would you need a closure now at this point? It's over with. It's done. <laughs> uh, you got left alone at prom. It is what it is. But they will be featured. I will be watching this year's uh, Hard Knocks. I just really want to see. Um, I want to get behind the scenes with Isaiah Simmons, mm. linebacker out of Clemson. I've always thought that he had the ability to be uh, one of those lab-created type of linebackers. And now that he's getting more comfortable in the league, I want to go through the process of watching him just get better day in, day out. And honestly, I'm not a supporter or fan of Cliff Kingsbury, so mm. I want to use – I want to I want to use the Hard Knock series as a reason when it all falls down, and it will in Arizona because they're not a good <laughs> – Coach team would have point back to that and said, hey, him being that handsome young head coach that had owners around the league salivating, salivating uh, spit drooling around their mouth like they wanted to kiss him, that don't mean he going to be good for your franchise. And I can't wait to watch all that play out unfold. And the demise of a former Big 12 head coach. So, yeah, I'm hating. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. Of course, that was jokes. I'm John, so sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and subscribe to the YouTube page on YouTube at Locked On Texans. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.